From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this uh, morning. Back in studio. I am back from Hoover. Neil is in the chair he is typically in for, frankly, probably a lot of hours over the course of the day. Uh, we will talk a little bit of uh, SEC stuff today. Frankly, there's not much going on. We'll talk some football. A little bit of baseball as Alabama tries to uh, steal a bid from uh, the Rebels or somebody else around the country. Maybe they both get in. Maybe they neither get in. I don't know. We'll find out on Monday. But nonetheless, Alabama beats Arkansas yesterday in what has become still a very, very rainy SEC tournament. I don't expect many games today or any at all. They've already delayed the first game this morning. It feels very single elimination coming at some point in uh, in Hoover there. So that and more coming up on the podcast Podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Or May is still barbecue month with Blue Sky. That includes your uh, full slab of ribs, $16.99. You can make that a family meal for $19.99. They throw some sides there with your uh, with your family plan. You can get the um the hat that the, you can get the half chicken, get the drumstick, a lot of different options with the um Barbecue month here at Blue Sky in Oxford, up and down I-55. They're out in North Mississippi. You know, lunch specials are five sixty nine, And when you download the Exxon mobile app, you get a 1,000 bonus points, and that equals 10 bucks at the pump. So all that and more. And then again, competing from Clark Ford Studio. By the way, the rain's getting out of Hoover by oh, about really? 2 o'clock. I think they'll be able to get three games in. Three? Really? Play okay. one at 2, one at 6, one at 10. Okay. Well, be my guess. Well, that's, that, that's a godsend for them then because the rest of the week's pretty good. So they're okay then, maybe. They're they're four games behind right now. Yeah, that the rest and you of, have the rest of the week's fine. And you have four slots to make up with Friday and Saturday because you only play two games on Friday and two games on Saturday. So there's there's room potentially. Um, Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your quote, the rest completely up to you. You can uh, shop that quote around. Or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the uh, Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, but they're opening. I need to get this up again. There, That's what she said. Um, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> hey, it feels 15 seconds today. That's important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're having the uh, rafters on the water kick off. I'm looking for the uh, actual verbiage that they sent me because I want to get it right. Okay. Go ahead and talk for something. We'll find it. All right. Um, Here we go. I got it. Yeah, okay. I got it. I got it. It's the uh, rafters Memorial Day summer kickoff. Uh, Saturday and Sunday at Sardis Lake Marina. Um, fun begins at 11 a.m., goes until 10 p.m. each day. The event includes uh, food trucks from rafters, hot box hibachi, unomas, beverage tents with ice-cold bud and frozen margaritas, some other stuff that they're working on as well. Uh, live music each day from uh, 4 until 10, featuring the Haggard Collins Band, Opie Band, and others. So uh, see you at Sardis Lake. 
with the rafters on the water Memorial Weekend kickoff. You know, I did not have Catfish Kitchen. That is not one of my uh, that was not one of my meals. And Hoover, you know, it was, it was cut short. I only had two nights. Uh, I appreciated the uh, a recommendation from a subscriber from uh, for Trey Luna, kind of an Italian restaurant right there in Hoover. That was uh that was on a good Monday, and then on Tuesday, obviously, I had plenty of time to kill. So uh, Richard and I went and got a steak in Birmingham. Uh, we had hours, so uh, found something that took a little longer to uh, do that. I didn't get to the park till about nine thirty, which apparently was not what most did. I saw most of the beat was there from like two. Um, I think I would have wanted to jump off Hoover Met if I'd been there since two Oof. on uh, on Tuesday uh, somewhere in there. But yeah, I got they it. go to the stadium and just stay. Just hanging out. Yeah. It's a sports writer thing. It's a lack of. <laughs> Here we go. No, it is. It is. I've never fit in in the field. I've never fit in. I... It's it's a it's a. Well, they. It's one of the reasons that the media is an echo chamber in yeah. everything. Sure. Is because they media most of their friends are all media. Yeah. They just run that they and they confirm one another. Over the course of the day. Day after day after day. And so they go to a stadium well, and they just hang out. there's games going on even, okay, like I'll work on some other stuff. I'll kind of watch the baseball. I don't. I kind of like that. But the problem was there was no game. They were in a delay. We were all just, I mean, you would have been just standing around and doing whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it was, yeah. Um. Uh, So I did not do that. I, I stayed in my hotel room and basically wrote most of the day Tuesday, working on some stuff. Um, that was that was kind of the plan. I I told Neil I, I may have had the most embarrassing moment of my life. However, on Tuesday I was um uh I was eating lunch and what I did my hotel was pretty close to Jason's Deli and I said I can just go get a salad or something. I can I can I can make this um make this easy and uh, so ordered in. I go in. I get the get the get the takeout. And as I'm leaving, I, I was very tired. I, I did not sleep very well the night before. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it somewhat on this. I don't really know why, but I, we're gonna we're gonna go with this. I always slept a couple hours. I always my first night in a hotel is bad, and then I'm good the rest of the time. But I almost feel like I have an acclimation night where I don't sleep very well. And as I'm leaving Jason's Deli, I go to turn, and I think it is the door to exit, and I accelerate as I try to push the door open, and it's a window. And it is a pretty thick window, and I hit it like a bird flying directly into a kitchen window when the bird kills itself and falls down off off the wall. It makes a loud pop. Everybody in the restaurant, I'm pretty sure, turned to look. My cap flies off. I almost fall down. My nose starts bleeding. Um, my unsweet tea in my hand, the plastic cup basically disintegrates in my hand. Tea goes everywhere. Two or three people get up to kind of check on me. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine or whatever. But at that point, the tea is not important. The food is not important. The most important thing is getting the hell out of there as soon as possible and praying to God that no one knew who I was in that restaurant. That was the uh, that was the goal right there. But it was it was as catching you off guard. It was one of the weirder things that that, that had happened because you, you, it happens and you're like, hold on, did I a did I really just do that? And I'm that much of an idiot? Am I that clumsy? And then two, your brain is not working very well. There is something you you need to sit down for a minute. So it was uh, probably the most eventful thing that happened over the course of the uh, the uh, the couple days there. So anyway, uh, 
that was that was the Hoover trip. Otherwise, there was not much memorable over the course of a couple of days. Ole Miss in uh, in wait mode and in wait mode where you have to start looking at Alabama. The Alabama comes in. Um, Kentucky won yesterday too. They still got a lot of work to do, but the Wildcats are not eliminated as um, they beat Auburn yesterday to put uh, to put the Tigers out of the tournament. Kentucky moves on. That RPI, though, is still like 50, 49, 51. That's not good enough. That's got a lot of work to do. But Alabama, I was looking at their metrics yesterday. They are now um, they are now at 41 in the RPI. Ole Miss is 40. Head-to-head doesn't necessarily matter, but Alabama obviously swept, swept Ole Miss here in, in, in Oxford over the course of three games. Um, and... Uh, Bama has 14 wins in the league now. They were 12 and 17 or whatever it was coming in. They're at 14 and 17. That's right now where Ole Miss is as well. Uh, I guess 15 even count the Governor's Cup win. So 15 and 17. And Bama gets two more opportunities or at least one more opportunity to play. They're still alive in this thing. They knock off Arkansas four to three. The the here's here's some irony. Arkansas's poor RPI is probably one of the better things happening for Ole Miss right now because if Arkansas was a typical 18 and 12 team with like a five RPI or something. That would have been a much bigger win for Alabama, and it would have been a much bigger jump yesterday because RPIs fluctuate almost kind of stupidly in conference tournaments. They, they don't do a ton during the regular season that you notice, and then all of a sudden every day on the conference tournaments they get kind of bumped up five or ten spots because that's the other part. of Look, Ole Miss was going to be in anyway if they won that game. They had a win in the end. But the catalyst to being win in the end is as you keep playing, your RPI doesn't, get, doesn't stagnate. And I get that what your opponents do is actually more important than what you do. But just playing sort of levels it out. Ole Miss could wake up on Sunday if everything didn't go correctly and have like a 43 RPI and that thing falls seven, eight spots since you played. And I think you're just out at that point. I, I kind of had a couple conversations on Twitter about it yesterday with people and their argument, and it's it's a valid argument because we talked about yesterday, this isn't in a vacuum. This is a situation where teams have to get in outside of you. There are a certain number of at-large spots and those are going to be filled. Um... And the bubble is soft, as in there's not a ton of teams to come take it. And I understand that argument, but I feel like for Ole Miss, the problem, and it's why, look, it's a coin flip. I'm, if Ole Miss gets in, I'm not surprised. It's not unexpected. But I lean toward out if I had a gun to my head and I had to choose one way or the other. And it's because certain conferences have certain metrics that are sort of required to get in. Now, should they, should they not? I don't know. That's up to you. But, yeah, Alabama's 3-1 and one against Arkansas now. Um... The SEC does, and it's an RPI usually in the 30s, and it's, you know, it, it, it worse two games under, you know, depending on what your league record, and it's all these different things to where if you fall outside that metric, especially in a league that gets so many bids, it's a little easier for the league to go to the old Dominion that has the RPI at 51 and go, yeah, but they're in Conference USA. They played really well. We're not going to hold them to the same RPI standard that we're holding the Ole Miss to. So... I, Ole Miss is in trouble, in my opinion. I think they might get in. It's very possible, but Alabama winning yesterday. I, I was talking to a couple couple people, and they said, "Hey, that that that's the one to watch. They need they need Bama out of here right now, um, because Bama's going to get another game and all these different things." It's uh, it's a situation where uh, Alabama gets potentially two more games. Yeah, potentially they could keep winning. Yeah. So it's because uh, I think one more and Alabama is in. I think Alabama wins three in Hoover. They are in the they are in the field. Um, what about Kentucky? They got work. I think Kentucky has to get to maybe even Sunday to get in. That fifty-one RPI is just an ice. Yeah, I just can't. I can't get there with them. I think. I think 
they had a good win yesterday. They got a hell of an – but see, it, it, it's what's so funny about it. Alabama benefited more from beating Arkansas at 33 in the RPI than Kentucky did at beating a number five. Why? Well, look, they technically didn't. Their rating went up higher, but it's ranking. So there's a bigger gap between some spots than others. So you're, oh. you know what I mean? Your ranking number can improve, like whatever that decimal point is. It can improve more, but you're not passing anybody. You know, you'd have 10 teams lumped together. It's like yeah. votes. You know, a team in an AP Top 25 might only move up two spots, but they moved up 300 votes. But then on another week, they move up 100 votes and they move up seven spots. I mean, it's, it's I like that whatever. Kentucky team for some reason. I've watched them a bunch this year, and I watched them yesterday, and they're just kind of fun. I like them. In a league where, frankly, I mean, I don't want to defend anybody. In a league where most of the baseball was really boring this year, they were actually kind of a fun team. A lot of boring teams in the SEC. You sort of like Missouri in that way. They just showed well, they, up every they, day and they kind of did whatever. I admire their scrappiness. They're not very good. Kentucky's better than that. I know. <laughs> I know. I can't do it much more. I'm about out. It's well, you don't have to. We have one more. Anyway. We, we, the, we technically will not have enough. Well, we we could have one more before we. Yeah. So it, then it changes. It changes yeah. tune. So. Just. Yesterday, the games were sort of an example of what I mean, though. Like, Auburn's good, but Auburn's not that good. The DeShera kid's a stud. Kentucky Auburn, threw him with two outs and first base open. They missed the signal. They missed the signal? Yeah. Threw him an outside fastball the, that he pummeled. Well, this is, this, is, this is the problem with college baseball, and it's one yeah. of the reasons that the games go so effing slow. The manager has to send in a sign to the catcher who has to figure it out on his card and then send it to the pitcher. Well, the catcher got the wrong sign from the coach. Called for a pitch. The pitcher's just like, okay, that's what you want. Great. Because no one's thinking for themselves. Those an inside fastball and he crushed it. They were meaning to throw away. Mm -hmm. But he thought that's what it said. Because he's not thinking. They're okay. brain dead. Okay. But it takes it's that's what happened. But Auburn's not particularly good. They're no. fine. And is really good. And Butch manages a really good game. And he has a good team, blah, blah, blah. And Kentucky's just this – They that, that's what they do. Kind of built to hit home runs, hit a couple of bombs, won the game, kind of emotional, blah, blah, blah. And then you look at Arkansas and Alabama. Alabama's not particularly good. Arkansas kicks the ball. Arkansas's calling card all year was defense, and their defense has failed them in the last three weeks. Their defense was horrible yesterday. It's what cost them the game. But they can't hit. And so the game's just this, like, there was a 2-2 count in the sixth inning. And it worked for, for Bohannon. Isn't that his name? Yeah. He goes and makes a pitching change with a 2-2 count. And I'm like, no one does this in real baseball. No one. But he does it. Schlossnickel does a lot of that too. Yeah, I just he changed it on a full count the other day. Yeah, with, the, with like the bases loaded. It's like, hold on a minute. And, and I, <laughs> I almost think that should be illegal. Like, what are we doing? You don't like mid count changes? No, it's just too cutesy. Just play the damn game. But 
I now kind of want Kentucky. We're not in Kentucky. I kind of want Tennessee to bash everybody and win the tournament. Do you? I do. After yesterday, yeah. with all the cute little hyper managing, yeah, I almost kind of hope Tennessee comes in and wins every game by twenty runs. You going for chalk now, or just let's? No, nah, I want I want humiliation at this point. <laughs> they think too damn much. You know, guys, just this is going to be kind of like an old time Friday podcast all over the place. So if I get a topic that interests me, I'm going to go down it for a second. I, I'm avoiding all – I know spoilers are not exactly matter for this, but I haven't seen Top Gun 2 yet. I'm trying to avoid too much information prior to me doing that. Sammy says in the thread that critics even are saying it doesn't suck and some are whispering nomination. I don't need my Top Gun to be nomination worthy. That almost is a bad taste in my mouth. No, like I want my nostalgia and my syrup. Well, Don't go nomination on me. Nope, nope. If no, you that, tell me today that it's nomination worthy, then I'll tell you – I'm going to tell you they got real political in it. Otherwise, there's no way you're getting nominated for awards right now. Top Gun 2. I mean, come on. Yeah, like that. That. I think it was pretty nostalgic. I think they hit the cues we wanted them to hit from people who have seen it. Someone says it's Creed equivalent. Well, then I'm in. Ooh. But if we're having social... That's interesting. I don't... I don't I need a two. If I'm going to the movie, I want. Yeah, two- look, I do not expect Top Gun to win an Oscar. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not advocating that. That having not even seen it or anything, I'm. I, there's no way in hell. Frankly, you know, the Oscars 15 years ago or 20 years ago was actually about movies we watch. Now it's about movies we don't watch. Um. Oh, absolutely. But that's interesting. Yeah, see, it's nostalgic. That, that, that's that's okay. all I want. I'm in. I'm in on nostalgia. I want to go back to '86, and I want to have part two. And then I want a two-hour break from reality. I don't want any social justice. I don't need any causes. Don't need to hear about climate change. I want two hours away from all of that stuff. Your danger zone and blossom planes. I just want two hours of... We can play some volleyball in jeans for the whole time's sake if we want. Yep. The whole deal. Can you imagine how hot it would be on the beach playing volleyball in jeans? It is the dumbest... You'd get hot fast. <sighs> I th- I'm pretty sure... Because I've, 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 I've deep dove on this movie more than I want to admit. I'm pretty sure also to get the scene right... They were legitimately baking in the sun for that long, sand everywhere in the jeans, and the director rubbed baby oil all over them. So can you imagine how hot and burning you are with oh, baby so that oil? Their skin would be shimmering in the Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they rubbed baby oil oil all over them. I think I heard that somewhere. Wouldn't take much baby oil for Tom Cruise. He's only about five two. Hey, be careful. Watch it. Oh, is he really? Is he like five seven? I think is that so. Right? He's he's short. Yeah, yeah. Stallone is really short too. Yeah. Little dude. Yeah. 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 Tom had a little insane period there, but we got a Top Gun made. We're, yeah. You know, getting, getting yeah. Getting better again. So. All right, we'll transition. We'll stop beating the horse in a second. Before we do, I tell you about Northeast Spark NESPARC two packages. The Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service available, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, 
and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, again, give them a call. That's 662-238-3159. It's camp season at Southern Traditions Farm starting uh, next week. So get in touch with them at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram. 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Sand rings, grass ring, miles of wooded trails. Again, camp season getting started 830 to 2 throughout the month of June, Monday through Friday. Get in touch with uh, Susan Walt on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Brought to you by Bell & Grove. They're based out of Chattanooga. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Uh, 865-672-6557 is the number for uh, Daryl Oliver and Bell & Grove. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And uh, we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're seeking a job, whether it's entry level or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. And if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. It's always free for the candidate. So you have nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync. Figure prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have what you need when you need it with G&M. Also, they can help you transfer your medications from a big box pharmacy. If you're using one of those, just give them a call. They handle the rest. Five minutes, you're switched over. You get what you need, including that free delivery. So, again, that is Tyson Drugs in the Square in Holly Springs or G&M on South Lamar, 662-236-2222. Tom Cruise is 59? He is. Son of a. Is that making you feel I mean, something? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't feel old. I've, Turned I, 60 in July. Yeah, I still think of myself. I mean, I still think five, like seven, a, yeah, five, seven. I still think like a young person. Yeah. I know I'm not, but I still think like one. I don't think of myself as old. I guess as you said that, what made me think is like, well, staying relevant, frankly. I mean, sports, stuff, just in general. I mean, for what we do, that's necessary. I mean, even at my age, I'm not thinking the same way that I did at 20, but you still have to have knowledge in a lot of the same ways for your, your customers, your clientele and stuff. It's what 
I don't know exactly how he, he's transitioned, especially now a little bit, but, and I don't listen to him as much as I used to. It used to be a daily listen. It's what's always impressed me about Bill Simmons is his ability to age, but still keep so much knowledge, pop culture, sports, just day in, day out that I think it would tire me to the level that he did that he does, but it's, it's, he does more more of that than maybe most people as they've uh, as they've at least gotten a little older. I would say. I mean, a lot of it's your diet and rest and your overall health. I mean, the healthier you are, the younger you feel. Your mobility. Yeah. yeah. You I mean duh? That's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty sure. simple. It's the. I mean, ultimately, that's about the most important thing. Cruz, that's a good point. Considering his age, who's 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 aging more gracefully, Tom Brady or Tom Cruise? Tom Brady. But he's 15 years younger. You'd never know it. Look at Tom Brady today and Tom Brady when he was 22. He looks younger now. Do you think Brady at 59 is going to look 45? Yeah, I mean... I think by the time Tom Brady's 65, he's going to look 15. <laughs> it's Benjamin Button. Yeah, I mean... We're going that way. But now, he's incredibly disciplined. And does that fall off to any level after you get done playing? Maybe a little. I mean, he's not going to let himself go. I'm not saying that. I'm going to but... guess that she, Giselle, doesn't allow him oh. to get off the wagon. You don't much. like that? No, I would think... For her, having eye candy on her arm is important. Oh. I would guess I would guess that for Giselle, him being looking like a Ken doll model is important. And that's not a criticism. No, sure. It's all good. I mean, I'm just saying I, I think I, I would bet that's important to her. All right, so I'm interested in something Grind's got going on. The Texax gods did must have had a a slow day. A slow day, and they packaged riders and fights. Okay, they were so doing they had, a bracket they with had riders me fighting Owen Buchanan. Okay, huh? They apparently had you winning. Really? I mean, I, I'm, I'm reading from Grind. I, I, I did not listen. I, I, I should. I've been doing. Had I known that, I could have asked. I sat by the Texas guy for three hours on Tuesday night. We hung out. I mean, I've been doing my because I asked you multiple times. You're just here. Yeah, I got a nap just hanging out. Oh, you like baseball more than I do. Not even really a criticism. I was like, you're just like till 1 a.m. You're just chilling. I'm going to give them some credit now. Texas. Oh, look, I'm okay. with you. I'm with you. Texags and the next round are the two that I have started following the most. Texags is going to Destin. They send staff everywhere. They're making an absolute fortune. No, they... Considering what they have been able to do as an independent entity, and then just in general with market share and revenue and in innovation, they're the number one site in the country, regardless of network. Given all those things, because it is so hard to be independent. So to have that level of success, and I'm talking simply monetary revenue-wise. Yes, yes, yes. journalism side. I don't yes, care. That's not what yes. I'm talking about. Yeah, it's... it's is having a little knowledge in that space for what that takes independently to do that. It is incredibly impressive. It is. I, I think their their entire production, given no network, 
trying to decide whether I want to say this out loud. Given the way recruiting has changed, because, you know, 14 years ago when I started this, I think people looked at this and said, this is when I moved to Rivals, I should say. I didn't start this site. It was already started. Sure. Um, the emphasis was on recruiting. And now when people do that to you and they go, well, you guys are just a recruiting site, it, it's, it's an attempt to insult you. Because the truth is we're really not. Recruiting coverage has changed to the point that you can't run a site that is built around recruiting and make it, in my opinion. 14 years ago, newspapers were viable. 14 years later, newspapers are not viable. You know, 14 years ago, when we got here, Memphis covered Ole Miss as a beat. Yeah. They don't anymore. Oh, sure. Uh, they don't cover it at all. No. Yeah, Cassiello was here. Yeah. Um, the Eagle was more viable 14 years ago. God, they'll get pissed off every time I say so, a word about them. They lose their minds. Well, but, they, they, they had an Ole Miss beat rider. Now they have one sports rider. Yeah, the Eagle was more viable 14 years ago than it is today. Um, sure. You still have Tupelo. You still have Jackson. There's there's basically one radio show in the entire state that's relevant. Yeah. That R- produces. Yeah. Richard and, and, and yeah. those guys. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, if all we did was cover recruiting, we'd, we'd go out of business. And now that recruiting has changed, I'm getting to something here, I promise. Yeah, no, you're good. Now that recruiting has changed to the point that it's really more about the portal, certainly the program that we cover is building around portal uh, heavily. They're going to bring in some high school kids next week on official visits. They're going to have camps. They're going to have the Friday night light thing, all that stuff. But – they're going to do most of their recruiting work in the portal. We'll get into the stuff Lane Kiffin said again yesterday. I read it again yesterday, and I don't know that I've ever agreed with Lane Kiffin more than I agreed with him yesterday. Okay. Somewhere around 98 to 99% of the words that he said, I was like, yep. Okay. Yep. But anyway, I just kind of wonder, like, moving forward down the line, sites like this one that have built – a podcast network like we have, if the partnership with one of these big conglomerates, if you don't really get your bang, your bang for your buck anymore on our end. Because I mean, once you are started up otherwise, the, the technology aspect is the key here because it's so freaking expensive to get over that hump to where it is at you know network like strength I guess would be the way to put it where it looks the way it needs to look yeah. and operate the way it needs to right. operate it, it's the it's the upfront that makes it prohibitive for a lot of right. I know. So it, so it gives you entryway I guess is the I point. know of a couple of sites I will not say names obviously but I know of a couple of sites that are talking about striking out independently and in large part because they want to cash in on some of the NIL opportunity. Now, to me, that sounds like a headache because you'd have to hire accountants. You'd have to hire lawyers. You'd uh, you I, a sports agent license. Yeah, I don't know that I want to move into that space. Yeah. In fact, I know I don't. They say some of the things people have said to get involved with that, you go, whoa. Yeah, it, well, it's it's. I'm not looking to add more work to my day. And that would be a full-time job. Sure. But I 
do kind of wonder, like, it's one of the polls I'm going to put up one of these days. I mean, someone wrote a story about a 2026 quarterback. The kid's in the eighth grade. He just finished the eighth grade. I'm sure he had a great middle school graduation ceremony, and I hope it went well. He's going to start his first day of high school sometime in August, and we're writing stories about, quote, offers. The offers aren't real. And in today's world, with the transfer portal, they've never been less real. It's not an offer. It's a a placeholder. Hey, remember us. That's all it is. I don't care if he visits or not. The conversations that you have on those visits, the odds of those conversations being relevant four years later are really slim. I don't know. It's kind of going around and around. It's what is in my head a little bit. Texags is, I guess, point being as we wrap the the subject is they they've been a great case study on what works and what doesn't, and they've hit on a lot of what works. There's certain things they had to have. Net, their market allows. There's certain things there that allowed it to be yeah. what it is. But I, there are also things that are that you can replicate. Yeah, it, it's it is absolutely true that they benefit from having a rabid fan base, a big fan base in a pretty close to a giant market with a lot of discretionary income yeah but it's also as you just did you have to on the flip side go yet they took a lot of chances they were mm-hmm. super creative uh billy luci as they say his name yeah. is i think he's borderline genius oh i do i think he's very very smart and they hired good people, and they let. Good he also people. doesn't care that he's Mister Aggie. No, no, no. He embraces it. Yeah, and I don't mean that as a criticism. Right. I'm just saying a lot of people, especially coming from a media journalism world, would go, "Hey, I can't just go wave the flag." Yeah. And he waves the flag. He does. Well, he he defends them. And frankly, it costs him credibility, but it also endears him to his customers. So it's an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah. And other people have tried, but my point is other people have tried to do that wave the flag thing and they're not smart enough to do it. Like he, he's sort of like a Texas, I mean, like I see what the next round's doing. I see what Barstool's doing, which is kind of amazing to watch that growth. It's having a brand by God and owning your brand. And that's hard to do. It's hard to stay on, on track on a brand. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, we talked about Mintz yesterday. He knew what he was doing. Hey, film me. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get 2 million views on Twitter. Well, and then he gets on the next round, and come on. All those calls are barstool people. Yeah. I mean, it was smart. But yeah, it was all. Yeah. The entire production was generated. Not a criticism. No. I've had it. No. Fine. He turned going to the SEC baseball tournament into a tweet with 2 million views. Yes. Think about that. He did the only thing from that tournament yes. that could have done that. Yes. And frankly, the only thing better would have been had he gotten thrown out of the stadium. <laughs> Let's be honest. True. Yeah. Because no. then they're filming him. Hey, look, I've thrown out. I mean, in some ways, him talking himself back in was a worse storyline. Yeah. Because I saw him later on, like, tweet. I was like, damn it. No, I wanted you to get calls. Yeah. Like, come sit with me. We'll hang out. Like, it was, it was you know, it was whatever. <laughs> nah, it's, 
I don't know how we got here, but yeah, it it works. It's because it's what's on my mind right now. It's, it's that's what it is. Contracts and such. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was completely intentional, but it was smart. Yeah, it was. It was very smart. Yeah, yeah. It, it that was not organic. <laughs> no, I mean he was his, but his job is to create content, and he did. They I mean, are salespeople who sell through the avenue of content. Yes, like that he, is Barstool's. He sought plan. out the next round. He asked to come on. I, I, I know this. Yeah. Oh, really? Got yes. Guy? I'm right. completely yeah. aware. And it it worked. Because their deal was, yeah, you've got a big following and stuff, but we don't talk about college baseball. At all. At all. So we can't bring you on and let's break down the tournament because our listeners just don't give it. And so instead, they do something funny, and that makes it say, hey, you confronted the whistler last night, and then boom. It's genius. I mean, the only negative that could have potentially happened was somebody gets gets violent. Like, literally was the only potential negative to that. Oh, that would even be better. If the whistler, whistler tried to fight you, then yeah, that's a win. That's a yeah, win. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Please hit me. Yes, on, on the list of things, <laughs> yes. So you're gonna, he's going to hit me? Yeah, if he or <laughs> his wife great. will hit me, that would be fantastic. Oh, the wife coming at you would have been even better. <laughs> <laughs> All the way around, I mean, Bandy baseball is so freaking hateable, and yet I laugh at them constantly. I can't help it. I just, I, I don't pull for them necessarily, but I just... They they make me laugh. Yeah, no, they're it's so weird. They get they're going to become a boring program after Corbin. Oh, for sure, they really are. He's I, a great marketer and stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. going to become kind of boring where I sort of forget about them because their job is going to get harder as this thing keeps going. Yeah, they're not falling off the face of the planet. No, but but yeah, it's going to be harder when it becomes level playing fields. They no longer are the permanent job in college baseball. No, they go from the best job the best it goes from the best job in the SEC to like tenth. Overnight, and even there, because of only because of Corbin and the relationships he's done with former players, and kind of their stick for that that mm-hmm. avenue that they have. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff that gets deleted is the yeah. funniest stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I can't undelete it, but yes, it is. Uh, it's that. Just know, Mark and Georgia, we both agree with both of your sentiments there. Yeah. All right, so. This appears to be like the, one of the big topics in Destin this week coming up is, is schedules. Yeah. The 1-7 versus the 3-6. The 3-6 makes all the sense in the world. I love the 3-6. But if it's true that I don't like the one Ole Miss and State and Missouri and Arkansas and Bandy and a lot of those schools are arguing for the 1-7, why? Why don't they want to play nine games? Teams that Are they obsessed with games, the win-loss records? Win. Yeah, that's all it is. It seems yeah. it seems so short-sighted. Well, yeah, because like you said, in the NFL, we don't criticize the team who gets into the playoffs at nine and seven. They just got in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, or I guess ten and seven. The whole let's know. bust our ass so we can get to the tax slayer bowl just doesn't feel like the way college football's going down the road. 
It feels but it has to in a way because there's still a shit ton of teams that can't get into the playoff. I understand that. So otherwise, like, because we don't have parity. I mean, right, Nick, right. shut up. Sure. I mean, so when you don't have parity, you have to go into the season with a goal that is attainable for your fans and your administration and your and your, and your product. So sometimes that attainability, I mean, Ole Miss in 12, we've been there, is Birmingham. And they look at, saying it out loud is pretty depressing. I understand that. But that has to matter to some programs. Should it or should it not, I don't know. That's up to you. But now here's the catch. Ole Miss would have been in the playoff multiple times over the last seven, eight years. They would be a program in the playoff multiple times over the years. So if Ole Miss can be a program like that, State would have been in at one point over the course of whatever time is here. I guess where I'm, where I'm agreeing with you is that the league only has a couple, one team that really can't jump to at least that level. Right. Maybe I know Missouri's done it, but they're not doing it consistently. I guess my point is, is if you're not in the playoffs, is there any difference between six and six and nine and three? Is there any difference? I'd rather play the bigger game. I'd rather have that ticket revenue come through. You're going to have a hard time getting people to come to Oxford, Mississippi to see the Rebels play Western Kentucky. People are going to stop doing that. The consumer is too smart for that. Of course the coach wants it. You think Ole Miss's coach does? I didn't say that. I said coaches in general. Ones that are worried about job security at all want one in seven. It's fine, but I go back to my point. There's no difference in what's coming in college football. There's no difference between going six and six and going to the Birmingham Whack Weed Eater Bowl or going nine and three and going to the Tax Slayer Bowl that they play at 7.45 a.m. But that's the way it's been throughout history. There was no difference in six and six and nine and three. I know. That's my my point. So play more conference games. Oh, and I don't care. Whatever. Sure. Well, you, I like the three and six. It of may, course you now do. Now here, since you're doing a three and six, are you killing the have to play a team from another league? Is that the compromise? Do you go three and six, but you don't have to go play USC? I'm, I'm, Again, you should. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing going, with you. I'm going, look, at some point, everybody in college athletics better understand something. They really do. If you're sitting in those buildings over there, you need to start figuring this out, that the consumer is smarter today. The consumer has more options today. The consumer can watch games on his phone, her phone today. Yeah. The consumer, and if, if prices are going to go up, it costs more to go, it's harder to do it. You, you want people to come to games? Man, you better make that season ticket package attractive. You better schedule more games. No one wants to see you play Central Arkansas. They're not interested. Brian does make a good point. There's a lot of schools that don't want an uneven home away conference schedule. Again, I'm not obsessed with the competitive part of this the way other people are. I'm talking about from a fan experience. You're building these stadiums. You better fill them up. How do you do that? What? I had a thought on that. I want to come back to that because that's – you answered something in your mailbag that you were right, but I thought at the same time is – what does it mean? So we'll do that second. Right. Hold, hold, hold the thought. Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Small, small batch artisanal cheese and fermentations, charcuterie, bakery, catering, grazing tables, and more. 662-419-9201. Our cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. And as I told you yesterday, you can sign up for their next cheese class. That's coming up June 9th at 6 to 7.30. During this hands-on class, you'll learn tips and tricks to plan, prep, 
and style their beautiful charcuterie and cheese boards. Refreshments and snacks are included, and your finished board will be boxed up for you to take home and enjoy later. Class is limited to 12 people, so get on with it as fast as possible. Again, that is 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. I had a mailbag up. Chase just referenced it uh, yesterday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtor. Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a the complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, and more. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Um, Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you travel options uh, details that you're not going to be able to find on your own to help you make your unique trip one that is uh, creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. I think we're taping a mind on my money later today. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, Pinnacle represents clients in more than 20 states. They have advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement uh, planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. You can also uh, visit the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. They have five different flavors to be shipped directly to your door. Then you just pop them in boiling water, and in less than 10 minutes, you are freezer to plate with restaurant-quality shrimp. My favorite is the seasoning blend, or, or the signature blend, sorry. It's a seasoning that has a lot of, kind of a garlic flavor to it. It's good all-purpose shrimp flavoring there for you. Their newest flavor is the garlic herb butter and the simply shrimp, which is great for kids, lets you just uh, season it up. As you would uh, like, use code MPW, $20 off your first order. Money back guarantee if you don't love it. Again, ship straight to your door. That's restaurant quality shrimp with primeshrimp.com. So, dovetailing into that, a couple things. Uh, it was mentioned in the thread. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss has USC in 25 and 26. I know you're not worried about competitiveness, and it's a great thing for fans, but at the same time, yeah. coaches that are on the hot seat are going to go, hold on, you mean to play nine league games and SC? Tough. I don't care. Well, I know. Grind statement in here makes my argument yeah. 1,000%. Yeah, sure. Schools want the mandatory P5. I'm quoting Grind because he's. I'm going to give him credit. Okay, sure. Schools want the mandatory P5, Power 5 opponent rule removed if the SEC goes to nine conference games as well. Mississippi State is big on keeping the eight games and playing four non-cons they can win. No, State is obsessed with the win-loss. They really, really want the 1-7. That would be my argument for why that's not what we should do. Because we should not be following Mississippi <laughs> State's lead on anything. Hey, shut up. Count your money and you're Wait, in the Wait, so league. that's right. what you think? Okay, we're doing the damned opposite. No, they are 
They have no vision. You're going into a new era. You're going into a new thing. I'm telling you, the consumer smarter. Not to get political, not to get political for a minute, but let's let's be real for a minute. Inflation's high, gas prices are high. What if that continues for two or three years? People are using the recession word. You want to get people to spend their discretionary income, which they have less of. They have less of it, and that's not political. Don't, don't accuse me of being political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're going into a recession and gas is five dollars a gallon, and everything's going up, and food prices are going up, then it costs more to go to a game. Is that fair? Sure. 100%. Okay. Yep. I don't want to offend anybody no, with me. All you do is get political. Yeah. If that's the case, are you more incentivized to go see the Rebels play Central Arkansas or USC? You tell me, because I think I know the answer. No, big games are the only way to frankly fill up the stadium right now. Frankly, Even if you're average sitting, games, I have a hard time filling up a stadium. If you're right sitting now. at home and she says, why are we going to this game? Ole Miss is going to win by 47 points. It's 94 degrees. And I don't know if you've noticed, but our grocery bill's up. The lonely, the only niche argument is Ginger in the Thread says it's it, those other games are great games to take kids to. And it's because they're not full. Right. Which, again, we're great. Both sides of it are. And while are I get that. Yeah. The goal is to fill it. Well, look, you had this question of the thing. ESPN continued losing. I'm reading here from Cap Hill on the board. ESPN continued losing cable subscribers with another 8 million lost in 2021. How does ESPN Disney make more pie in future TV rights when considering the continued loss to customers? It seems like the impact would be felt somewhere, and you say that basically they're being kept afloat by these games because live programming is the only thing saving sports in channels right now, which is true. It's 100% true where they make the money because they can charge exorbitant rates for advertising for live sporting events that people watch. That's why they paid a billion dollars for Monday Night Football each week or whatever that number was that was so stupid because people watch Monday Night Football and they charge Dove and Right Guard and all those people tons of money. I don't know why we're on body products, but we are. So, whatever. And... Hymns. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Feel free. Yeah, whatever you like. So... Point being, though, is it's where it's so fascinating because you you hit it yesterday. If you make this great day of programming and ESPN's got game after game after game after game and it's just fantastic, and for the you have a lot of college fans that just like the team they like, but the majority of college fans like college football. Mm-hmm. They want to see Ohio State, Michigan, and Oregon, Washington, and they want to. Hey, I've got my day planned out. It's here. why ESPN Game Day still works two 100%. hours two hours a, a Saturday every yeah. single Saturday. Two hours of Sakharin is perfectly fine for that segment it's, of the Because population. it's usually not about your school, and it's rarely at your school. No, no, no. It's right. the conversation. Yes. Social media. We're all in this together. We're having our Saturday. Yes. Point being, it's where it's interesting from a school standpoint because. The school needs to fill its stadium and make it about my game today. This is what we need. I need to fill up my stadium. And that is the primary concern all the way around. I get it. I understand. That's what it is. Now it's become less important with the TV money coming, but you still can't get there and say. So the school, though, it's almost a balancing act where you can't have both because they also need TV revenues to run up as high as possible. But TV and your revenues to run up as high as possible is impacting your game day atmosphere. So they kind of need both sides that don't mesh well together at all, I guess is my point. The only way they mesh well is to be, as you said, playing an ultimately competitive huge game and be really damn good. Be near elite. 
Otherwise, you almost are just sacrificing your stadium crowd for the TV and going, hey, the only way we're going to make budget is for the TV number to go up as high as it is. And I, we're better off not having people in the damn stadium from a, what actually is, le- is leveling it out both ways. I need to sell season tickets, and I do that with excitement and winning and all those different things. And then, frankly, past that, I just need the TV rights to be as high as humanly possible here. I mean, I feel like they're jerking on both sides, and you can't have them both be elevated all the way. Yeah, you can have both. If you're winning. If you're, if you're winning, you can have both. But 15 can, teams in the country can have both? 20? Maybe. And even then, I mean, Ole Miss isn't putting all the asses in seats for Ole Miss, Missouri. No. But you're putting no asses in the seats for Ole Miss, Troy. Well, sure. Yeah. Also. You, I mean, you get – I mean, I'm going to criticize. Sorry. Okay. Ole Miss's September schedule is an insult to the fans. It is. Troy, it's an opener, fine. Central Arkansas, come on. Tulsa. You're asking fans three to come three times in September to see nobodies that we're going to kill. It's what has it caused the, – the year that your Power 5 game is on the road – Right. Your schedule looks rough. Your schedule looks rough. And so if, if the argument is, well, we need to get bowl eligible, I'm back to what I'm saying. Well, what's the difference between six wins and nine wins? Bowls are bowls. With the exception of the big bowls. Bowls are bowls. I mean, quick, who played in the Gator Bowl last year? Uh, it didn't. Uh, well, A&M was supposed to be in it, and they didn't play. Oh, so you remember. Yeah. Who played in the Music City Bowl? Tennessee and Purdue. Wow. But did you care? <laughs> the end was kind of exciting. Remember Tennessee like got screwed on like the one yard line oh, or something yeah, yeah, and we yeah. all laughed. Yeah. Yeah. But you get my point. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, the legacy of a program, it doesn't really matter. I mean, that was a little bit of slum dog millionaire there where had you asked me twenty five other bowls, I wouldn't have known, but you just yeah. you didn't ask that. You asked the one yeah. I didn't know. But the point is well, people people watch bowls no matter what. You bet on bowls, it's on, sit at the bar. It's the most fun time in Oxford. There's, oh, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. better time in, in Oxford for Oxford natives, li- or residents, I should say. Oxonians. Oxonians. Yes. Why is it an Oxonian I, when there's it no... Is. Yeah. Anyway, because <laughs> nobody's here, and you get to go hang out that week, and you can watch the Sun Bowl at Funkies, and you don't have to worry about being creepy because all the college kids are there, and you also don't have to worry about... You can get a seat. It's fun. Right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Chase, yeah, wrong one to challenge <laughs> on bowl trivia. <laughs> but you get my point. And where college football's going. One seven doesn't save the rivalries that do matter in college football. It's back to the heartstring thing that we had the whole conversation does. earlier about portal and all that stuff that I think I still believe I was completely right a month from a month ago. They care about the people. They want to care about things. Sure. College football is about emotion. Sure. You lose emotion at 1-7 because Ole Miss doesn't play LSU every year. Tennessee doesn't play Alabama every year. Alabama doesn't play Georgia. I mean, Auburn doesn't play Georgia every year. Yeah. That's a problem. Well, once, That's a problem that's not overcomable. So let's think about this. If you're 1-7, what's Texas A&M's one game? Well, frankly, it needs to be LSU to make the schedules work right. Well, so okay, but let's let's talk about it though. Okay. For a let's, let's, this is why I hate one seven. Let's use Texas A and M as an example. Okay, no Aggie jokes here for a minute because LSU doesn't give a shit about playing Arkansas. No, Ole Miss is going to play. State. Let's stay here. Let's I know. Stay, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in my head. I'm going. It has to be A and M LSU. 
Okay, but if, if that's the case, then you lose you lose the uh, you lose the Texas Texas A and M possibility, which is sexy as hell. And if I'm at Disney ESPN, I'm going, oh hell no, I want that game. They hate each other. I lose the Texas Arkansas Texas A and M Arkansas game at Jerry World every year that both schools loved going to. Not just students, but their fans love going to Dallas and having that weekend. Sure. Arkansas has a massive alumni base in Dallas. Obviously, Texas A&M does too. They fill that place up. It's a party. Do they lose that now? The, I could, we could do this on most every school. Ole Miss loses the LSU game? Yeah. Auburn loses the Georgia game? I covered Auburn for years. Auburn-Georgia was a big deal. It was like super hyped about the oldest rivalry in the South, and we've played each other 478 times, and we're separated by two points or whatever the hell was. Yeah. <laughs> but that's college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lose Tennessee-Florida. I mean, 1-7 is so stupid, and the fact that Mississippi State wants it so bad, I rest my case. Because <laughs> all they care about is, well, as long as we play Ole Miss. If I'm Ole Miss, I'm like – I want. We need to play LSU every year. Yes, you need to play LSU. Yeah, it's a meaningful year. game. Every, every year we go. I mean, it's got it's got a trophy, a bad one, but a trophy. It does have a trophy. It's got cool. We do the cool uniform thing about the contrast of uniforms, and isn't it cool? And LSU does the Billy Cannon thing and all that stuff. And it's sure. just yeah, it is what it is. You would take that away, so that you can win seven games instead of six. Yeah, three's Stop. great. I'm good. I, three six makes. I mean, I'm in. I have no issue with 3-6. Again, you're playing every team, home and road, over four years. God, how great is that compared to what we have now? You mentioned it yesterday. Ole Miss, went, you know, Ole Miss played Georgia at home in 2016, and they don't play them at home again until 2028. Yeah, that's bad. No, every four years you go to Athens. Every four years you go to Gainesville. Yes, of course. Every four years you go to Norman. Of course. Austin. Of course. In. What is... I don't even see where there's a debate to be had. When winning games is the only like, – That's not a good argument. What's the only argument? But it's I not guess. a good I mean, argument. I don't know. Grind said Richard had a thought. I'll ask him what it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, but Richard can't say on his show what I just said on mine. No. <laughs> I mean, they're just being short-sighted. But to them, eight wins matters more than six. I don't know why. Shouldn't. They apologized for a non-con loss. For playing the game. I am sorry for playing Oklahoma State. And it, Oklahoma State? Yeah. It wasn't like I ran us into the middle of Pete Carroll's Trojans. I mean, it was Oklahoma State. They're good. That's but, fine. I mean, what? The, <laughs> but the point is, who would you rather see, Oklahoma State or Tulsa in Oxford? Is that Strickland or Byrne? Strickland. Okay. Who's now at Florida, where you don't say those things? Yet another. <laughs> hey, Gators, I'm really sorry. I sent us to well, you think they're Penn gonna, State for if a Florida, If Florida loses to Utah, you think he's going to apologize to them for scheduling the game? You think he's going to apologize? Hey, sorry, we shouldn't have done that. We should have played FAMU. No. You need to be attractive. Your games need to matter. Your, the TV wants to carry you. Yeah, I mean, in a 1-7, it's Ole Miss State, LSU A&M, Texas OU, yeah. Georgia, Florida, Auburn, Bama, Arkansas, Mizzou, 
I mean, if I'm Arkansas, I don't sign off on that. Tennessee, Vandy, and Kentucky. It'd have to be t- South Carolina. It'd have to be Tennessee, Kentucky, right? And South Carolina, Vandy. Oh. If I'm South Carolina, I'm furious. And now I don't have the Georgia game every year. It means something to my Florida. people. I don't have the Florida game. I mean, come on. It, 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 it's no. Again, I'm do, do Arkansas for a minute. It might not matter to LSU, but I can tell you Arkansas people enjoy the LSU game. Mm-hmm. Arkansas people love the Ole Miss game. Arkansas people love the Texas A&M game. It's a big game. All the kids go. You could basically go to Fayetteville and rob it the weekend of the tech, of the Texas A&M game because the whole place goes to Dallas for the Jerry World thing. Yeah, yeah. You're going to take that away? Also, Mississippi State can beat up on Central Michigan. I just look at Mississippi State and go, you're lucky to be here. Shut up. How they keep getting like committee spots and stuff <laughs> is the b- most bizarre thing. It really is. I don't get it. Good thing for Ole Miss right now. Um, <laughs> that's true. Like if you're the AD at Tennessee or something and you're around the table and you go, hey, show of hands, you're not really sure and state raises theirs, you go, nope. Uh-uh. You look over here and Bama's the other way. You go, no, I'm going keep it down here. I'm good. Well, I mean, look. Saban has long said we should go to nine games. He's long said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one of the ones that typically would have the most to lose because they're never they're not losing to Mercer. But, I mean, you know, you throw Florida on their schedule and it could get a little, it could get a little dicey. I mean, being real, I mean, Alabama's not dropping the game to Western Michigan when they roll in for two and a half million bucks. And if I'm at, again, if I'm at Disney and I'm bleeding the way they are, yeah, I'm going to, guys, y- y'all got to, y'all got to help us out here. Mm-hmm. I need, we need programming. Who besides the Alabama fans are watching Alabama Mercer when it's 49 to nothing at the half? Who's watching? You watching that? You staying on that one? Or are you flipping? You're flipping. If Alabama, Florida's 24 to 17 going to the fourth quarter. You're all in. I think Alabama's going to win, but just maybe. Well, look, when A&M was beating them last year, everybody we all went, oh, hey, whoa. Everybody stayed on it. Yeah, it was you like could, mid-third. We went, hey, everybody. You hey, could whoa. hear flips. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Of course. I, this is to me is an absolute no brainer. I'm surprised this is one of the big things that they're even debating. I, I, there's to me, and I get what you, it actually made no sense when you explained it that three makes more sense than two from a, making sure you get everybody over a period of time where yeah. there's not these odd scheduling things. Because yeah. frankly, you can just set the schedule from now to 2062. I know there won't be just 16 teams. I understand that down yeah. the road, but from a straight scheduling standpoint, that's easy. But I mean, even two, my point was even two is better than one because it gives everybody those two games. Because basically, everybody has two they really care about. But three allows that extra. Hey, no, we really. And I'll be honest, if I'm Ole Miss, well, if Ole Miss gets the best of both worlds because I think you would just get Vanderbilt. So you would on you the would one seven, the, yeah, no, on the three six. Oh yeah. So you would get State, LSU, and Vandy. So you would get your easy win and your two rivals. Oh well, okay. I mean, that's why if I'm if I'm a you lose the Arkansas game. That's People like the Arkansas game. If I'm Keith, I'm like, the only way I'm signing off on this one and seven thing is if our one is Vandy. <laughs> I'm in then. Fair enough. 
We have a lot of alumni in Nashville. That's a very important game, Mike, for us. I'm just telling you. we. I'm, only way I'm voting for it. Yeah. Not getting obsessed with winning seven games instead of six. I'm just not. Six win teams go to bowl games. Yeah. You go to a bowl game, play the bowl game, whatever. Well, five it and sevens matter. go now. I mean, but if you go six and six, you're going to a bowl game. You and if you're not six and six, you, you, you don't you need suck. to go to a bowl game. You suck. Yeah. And your fans have given up on you a month ago. Right. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you can look at underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing in Oxford and the float down option, which allows you to lock in the current rate. But if rates go down before you close, you get the lower rate. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's like bizarrely cool uh, in Oxford today. It's like 74 is the high today. The heat's coming. I'm just telling you, the heat's coming. You want to make sure that your air conditioner is ready to handle it when it does. Get in touch with Comer Heating and Air if you live in Oxford, Tupelo, that area. 662-801-1777. If you live in Memphis, Hernando, DeSoto County, South Haven, all those spots, um, get in touch with Southern at 662-429-4429. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving the Oxford area for uh, almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, all of it. They've got it. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a full-time, full-service AutoCAD services provider and a full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. If you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, they have you covered at ACS. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. All natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for your next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, Also brought to you by Dead Soxy. We've been telling you about Dead Soxy and their uh, custom socks. Um, whether you're rallying the team or building an empire where you put your logo matters and you can't afford to put it on half-rate swag, Dead Soxy will help you create premium custom socks that you can stake your reputation on. Uh, They're cool custom socks. They'll make a lasting impression on clients, investors, employees, donors. You don't have to worry about design skills. They do the design for you. Uh, They'll create digital mock-ups of designs, present them to you before any orders are placed. Uh, best of all, it's the same premium retail quality Dead Soxy sock, but designed for you with your logo. The minimum order is 120 pairs. Lead time is six to eight weeks. So get your project started now by going to deadsoxy.com backslash custom. Uh, mention MPW Digital or Rebel Grove. You get $100 off all custom orders now. Again, deadsoxy batch backslash custom. And we're brought to you by Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi. At Holcomb Portable Buildings, they custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, storage shed, hunting cabin, doghouse, other buildings, Holcomb Portable Buildings can accommodate you. 
Uh, you pick the color, you pick the style, the windows, the doors, and they make it happen. In-house financing is available. There's free delivery and set up within 75 miles of Holcomb. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to holcombuildings.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. It's a really slow news day when the number two story on ESPN.com is a poker pro indicted in a wire fraud scheme. Oh, wow. That is, That's a slow day. A slow day. Okay. Uh, let's see. So what else is on the agenda in, in, in Destin when they get down there? You had a good point. How are A&M and Oklahoma, I mean, Texas and Oklahoma, like, aware next week because it all affects them i'm guessing they zoomed in probably can't zoom in but i'm guessing that there's a lot of communication some text going through hey um, imagine i think the votes are you think the off record votes are 16 or 14 oh 14 i don't think they have a vote yet but i mean you know what i mean like but yeah uh is their opinion factored in yes or are they just being told what's going on no i think their opinions factored in They'll be real checked in in those Big 12 meetings here in a couple of weeks. <laughs> like, whatever, dude. Building paper airplanes, yeah. flying them across the room. Pulling out a flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the do I have to guy do? raises his hand and goes, okay, sure. What do I have to uh, do to get kicked out of here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In Bull Durham, they used a word. And if I <laughs> used that word, would that get me out? <laughs> Stuck in traffic. Sorry, I'll be there when I get there. It is what it is. I think I'm going to head to the bar now. Yeah, the uh, Big 12 meetings have a chance to be actually as, yeah. as fun. We yeah. just with Texas, Oklahoma, I don't care. Yeah, where yes. Oklahoma goes, we just decided not to go. <laughs> you find like some low-level assistant in the building. You always wanted to go to those meetings, didn't you? Here you go. Here's the key. Yeah. You have our vote. Yeah, don't say anything, but just go. Um, Schedules. I mean, probably some TV minutia in a lot of ways. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here. Um. Are they talking about future expansion, realignment? Is that coming up privately and closed doors? Oh, sure. No, you have to at least have the conversation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when, do I think it's in in a more public stance? No. When they're talking to presidents, how dived in? How 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 much are they going into all the NIL stuff? Oh, I would think hard. I mean, Lane says, hard. and I agree with Lane by the way, that this is the way it is. It's not changing, and that it is sustainable. I thought that was the most interesting okay, thing. Okay, what's he said. interesting about it is uh, this is. A little educated. Sustainable in a vacuum. I know I'm saying in a vacuum, you'll make fun of me, whatever, drink. Um, it's not sustainable, though, even at the bigger schools, the more money schools. I mean, almost is obviously relative to whatever. It's not sustainable, though, if you do it in all ways. You can't continue to pour a billion dollars into facilities and pay the coaches $30 million a year and do NIL, and do this, no, and do this, I'm talking and about do this, just and the do NIL. this. But, that, but they haven't stopped the other shit. Well, they'll have to. Well, okay, yeah. But my point is, to this day, they go, well, well we're doing this. And I mean, look at Ole Miss. There's a capital campaign and all that stuff. I mean, frankly, there's an academic and an athletic one right but now. But there's rumblings that they're slowing down on the capital campaign and athletics that maybe they won't do the second part now. That's it's out there. The stadium could get delayed. It's not delayed yet. You could put your foot down. You could delay it, and you could just keep delaying it. 
the economy is affecting things. Sure, but if you ask Lane Kiffin or whoever future the Ole Miss coach may be, what do you want? You want money for NIL or do you want us to build some more suites up there? You know what they're going to say. NIL. Of course. The players. Of course. I mean, I'm I'm amused at the people that, like, Lane Kiffin became the spokesperson for NIL yesterday. By the way, that I was wrong yesterday. That story was written. Or the interview occurred two days before the Kirby yeah, thing. I saw that. I didn't in real time. I didn't catch that. So let me correct myself. That being said, his comments could not have been more. Practical, um, he, even yeah. He I mean, was dead on. He was very open. I think some people were surprised at how open he was, but told the truth. Nothing he said was wrong. I heard people go, oh, "He man, he's completely lost his GAF button." And I'm like, "Ah, eh, I don't know." He just told the truth. He's been doing this. He's at an SEC school. He's been at the SEC school. He knows how. The sausage is made. He's just explaining it. And he's right. There's only a handful of schools that can play. And and that we're so used to coaches not being honest, honest and level headed that when we get it, it's like, oh, whatever. It's like, well, he's just talking. But Lane's always done media wise. You know, it's like everybody goes, Oh, he's Spurrier. No, he's not Spurrier at all. He's just he just tells you the truth. Yeah, no, he's he's very even keel. Yeah. But Ross went in there yeah. and asked big picture questions and got Deep Big picture answers, yeah. Deep answers. Yeah. Had Ross started saying, "Well, tell me about Zach Evans," would have been, "I don't know, he's going to run the ball." We were really excited by. <laughs> what do you think about your quarterback race? I, 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 I. Evans was the one guy the Tech Zags guy brought up. He really wanted to talk about Zach Evans the other night. Yeah, got a chance to be. He covered his recruitment. Got a chance to be a high, high, high draft pick this year. Oh, I think that's a good point. Lane has, from a, okay, what are we actually doing? What does it look like? What is it? Whatever. Lane has become the primary voice. People want to make Lane the cartoon character. And that was not a cartoon character interview. That was not a Mike Leach, I'm going to be silly and talk about pirates and stuff. It was very real. The way they are. There's these teams do it this way. Okay, well, now this much has to do it this way. And then the other ones, you're screwed. What I'd love to know is like what the reaction among fellow coaches was to that interview. I'm going to guess that the majority of them are like, he's right. How about that? It's amazing how nationally, not even nationally, it's amazing how other writers at other cover other programs want to make Lane Kiffin a character. And I'm like, man, he's, that's not who he is. Why do you think? Because he had that reputation, I guess, I always kind of saw seen as a kid a little bit. US, right. the, the USC thing happened, and then you know at Alabama and the 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 skit with the Joey Freshwater thing and all that stuff. And I don't know. I, I just think people want to make that who he is, and I don't think that's who he is. It's not who he's been here. I can tell you that. At all, but now he's emerging as. People say Saban's whining, and I don't really agree with that. People say Jimbo's being immature, and I don't really agree with that. But 
Kiffin's the guy that's kind of emerged above it all going, here's what's happening. This is what the sport is today. Saban is being disingenuous. Yes. Now, he whines when something doesn't go his way because we would, he would not even be having this conversation if he had A&M's money. But I do agree with, with Lane to a point. Now, some of what he does with Saban is just, I'm never going to say a negative thing. Sure. Okay, I'm always going to prop him up because it's the smart thing to do. Yeah, it doesn't benefit Because you're never going to play them on the field and go, hey, hey, Nick, we got more talent over here, buddy. Yeah, up yours. Yeah, no. It's one of the reasons Jimbo's talking so big is that Jimbo is, has a realistic shot of looking across the field and going, we got more. You're not going to have that here. Yeah, sure. Right? Um, but he... Just telling people the way it is. He's been saying this professional sports thing for a while now. Yeah, it's been his talking point. And he's exactly right. So figure out what it has to look like. Don't try to take it away. Yeah. Two different things. Yeah. All right. Uh, We will have whatever happens coming up. I don't know. We'll uh, continue to follow this baseball thing over the next few days. Again, it's probably a washout. Um, Actually, Neil said the forecast got better. They're not playing right now. They probably will play in Hoover as the day goes on a little bit. And then through the weekend, the selection show is on Monday. It's at 11 or 11.30. I think it's 11, something like that, ESPN2. Hopefully, I'll be able to get something to you guys prior to that. We'll have a good idea just to see what the bubble, how it kind of shakes out. So uh, that and more, Destin, next week. And we'll have some content at RebelGrove.com in the meantime as well. So I hope all of you have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again soon.